This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. <laughs> All right, what's up, guys? What Welcome up, to season number four. Four. Shariah cannot count. I can't. That's all right. <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> it's me, Shariah, and Jermaine's here, and we have Barry as our guest. Hey. So we're gonna start out with our question who of the are day. We? I just said who we is. But who? Okay. <laughs> What? What? Okay. The new kid? Yes. Oh, they should know that by now. I mean, they heard the intro music by this point. Uh, oh, it don't have no words. <laughs> it don't have no words. Whatever. They know what it is. They they subscribed, and that's how they got this Ooh, far. Chile. Anyways, we're the new kids. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome me. Welcome you. Anyway, so question of the day. Um, Jermaine's going first. Okay. What is a song that you sang as a child or um, a younger person? That you didn't realize how nasty the song lyrics were. <laughs> it sounds so dumb as an adult, but peaches and cream. Yes. <laughs> like as an adult, it's like how could how could you not know? But as a kid, you know you just singing songs about food. You know. Really- yes, I thought I was singing about fruit and yo- yogurt. So then I called my mom as an adult, like, since you really let me sing this song. What's another song? Um. I used to sing anywhere by 112. Say, that's why 112 too. Peaches and cream. I used to sing anywhere all the time. Girl. I got a whooping for that one though, even though I didn't really know what I was singing about. <laughs> that's cool. Parenting at its finest. You just I didn't even know what I was singing about. <laughs> Anyways, Barry. Uh it will probably be next close. Oh in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, he's like, I wonder if she could feel if I'm hard right now. I'm like, oh shit. I didn't realize what that was. But then, you know, uh, as you get older, like you said, like you like, damn, okay, he was grinding. He was just like yes. grinding. He said, his... Do you feel a poke coming? The, yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that song is so terrible. Yes. Yes. Oh man. Okay. I would say, and this is gonna sound bad, but Trina's look back at it. Mm. I didn't realize. Like, cause I would just listen yeah. to the beat and like the first couple lines. The first I'm like, okay, line is like an asshole, big like a son. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. So I didn't like. I never dug deeper into the song. So it was like a couple <sighs> months ago. I think I was leaving here, and the song was playing, and I was like, "Did she say both hole inspection don't stop till you pass?" I was like, "Hold on, mm. <laughs> that's a, you went too far, sis." I, was, I but never did, been but did that. she? She did not. But, <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I was, I was, I was rearranging my seat. I mean, it felt really low. My bad. You got nervous. I did. We like, oh, you good? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Those are our songs. I thought that was interesting because yes. I was um, looking at some song lyrics the other day because you know how, like, it has the little option now yeah, on Apple, Apple that Music. you can uh, watch the lyrics. And I was like, oh, I never knew mm-hmm. what was being said. The more you know. The more you know. Even though that part I didn't necessarily need to know. <laughs> All right, so... Barry, we're going to give you a chance to introduce yourself. You got like 35 seconds. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm not so, counting though. So. Nobody's counting. It just sounds really good. But yeah, just introduce okay. yourself. Don't um, get in the deep stuff though. Of we, course. We're going to yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, okay. Put you on uh, My name is Barry. Barry Jennings, founder of the Uprising Network. I have, I'm the founder of the number one 
uh, visual platform in Detroit right now. Okay. Hey, and, big league. Um, we are just getting started. We like three years in, and it, it's really this year. Is, I feel it's really taking off finally. But um, my passion is to definitely tell different, tell the stories of real Detroiters, the ones that's been here. You know, Makes sense. Um, and not wait for the new Detroit, Detroiters to try to tell our story. Period. I'm with it. That's dope. All right. So we have a couple of new segments for you guys. Um, so this first one, everyone's going to get to put in their input. And yeah, so it's, people have sent in business ideas. Mm-hmm. So I have at least one. Um, and what they want to know from us is if this is something that we would take on as consultants, uh, maybe any advice that we would have for them mm-hmm. or um, if they just shouldn't do it. Because, <laughs> so- <laughs> I mean, that's real. Sometimes... A great idea should stay a great idea. Yeah. Or it may not, it may be, it may be great, but it may not be great for you. For you. Yeah, I agree. Cause some people it's just like, like I have a lot of good ideas and I'm like, oh, this would be good for such and such and just pass it off to them versus being greedy. Mm-hmm. So, um, the first one that we have is someone that's creating like, um, I said the first one, like it's not the only one, but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they're creating a business where they would like to sell natural oils and, um, soaps and things like that. Um, so they want to know what, what is our opinion on that type of business and how do they get started? What should be considered? Do uh- you want me to go first? Yes. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> so um, one thing I think that when people look into businesses where they're providing um, products that they have to consider is how much goes into making your product, mm-hmm. how much time, how much money, packaging, what are you going to do for shipping? Um, and a lot of people are getting stuff from overseas, which right now isn't working out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, th- those are things that you have to consider. Um Cause you'll see like these little oils and they'll be like, Oh, they're $5. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way you're making any money off of this mm-hmm. because you've at least spent a couple of hours putting it into making a product. The, yeah. So I think the big thing is to consider their pricing, um, consider how much they're going to make at each time and being mindful of orders that they're taking on. Because, um, I hate when I order from local businesses and it takes like a month and a half to get my stuff. It's mm-hmm. very frustrating. Mm. So, um, yeah, that it's, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, that's happened before. Come, I just rather just tell me where to meet you. Right. I come well, pick exactly, it up. Pick exactly. it up or I drop it off to you or something like that. Like a month and a half. Yes. It's been, and I just like, I'm really, oh. really big on not bashing small businesses, especially yeah. like on social media and stuff. So I just kind of took my ill and was fine with it. But I think that would be something to consider. Um, as far as, what was that? Not to say what the brand was, but what was it that took out? Um, it was it was some, what did I buy? I forgot. I think it was some some type of product like an oil or something, okay. and I I just I actually ended up never getting it, but that's okay. Very, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just got so big, like damn, that's deep. Um, as far as if I would take on uh, this type of business as a consultant, I would consider it depending on where the person is with their planning. Um, cause it's very easy for people to want to drop their business off on you and say, here, fix it or here, you know, make it profitable mm-hmm. or whatever. So depending on where they are, um, I'm more focused on the entrepreneur than I am the product. So depending on where they are, I might take it on. I might not. Never know. Yeah. Pretty much the same. I just would say my, my advice would be not to just try to do too much at once. Mm-hmm. Try to focus on, you know, one or two things and really make it the best possible yeah. before you try to have. Uh, a whole list or whole menu of different items and you know some of them are subpar and the quality isn't the same same rate for everything so i would just try not to do too much at one time that makes sense my advice would be to know 
your audience or know who you're marketing towards. Mm-hmm. Because again, you could have a great idea that you think is really going to sell, mm-hmm. but it might not be what the market wants or yep. needs or that people really have an interest in. And I know that a lot of business owners complain about this, especially um, like first-time entrepreneurs, how people will say they want to buy something or you're like, oh, yeah, you do this. I'm going yeah, to buy I'm going to support you. Yeah. But then next you. time... You know, that support doesn't show up like you expect it to. So you you have to be prepared. If you are going to make this journey, you have to be prepared of what the outcome is going to be Mm -hmm. if you don't sell as many products as you intended to or as your goal. And what's the backup plan? You know, Um, they also got to consider like their competition because with smaller businesses, you do have to. Your prices are a little bit higher because of what you can and can't afford. So um, if you're making it. And it's twenty dollars, but you go to Walmart and it's seven. Mm-hmm. Don't cut your price, yeah, because of Walmart. Like <laughs> you know, find somebody that's gonna pay twenty dollars. But then you also got to remember, Walmart is not your competitor. Yeah, in that it's whoever's type of context. Yeah, you know? making it. You or no, like like Walmart is a big box brand. Mm-hmm. They have all the money to put in behind this product that they're making. So mm-hmm. as a small business owner. You have to look at, okay, who is similar to me in my yep. surroundings, in my area, who's doing the same thing. They may have been established a little bit more, but who's closer in my line of sight than something like Walmart or Amazon that you're yeah. trying to take on? Because if you're trying to take on Amazon, you're going to be telling you, that's going to be a long road <laughs> to make. I agree. Yeah. Let's see if we got any other ones. Um, Someone did just send me a business plan. And I think a lot of people struggle with, um, for for nonprofits, they struggle with the idea of creating a mission and a vision. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, like that is that is very hard for people to conceptualize. And you have to remember, like your mission should be something that people can rattle off. Yep, you know, something quick, right? And your vision is more personal to what it is that you're actually trying to do. But that's something yeah. that's that hit people real hard. They'd be like... Yeah, and you can always take... What I do when I create them for people is I take the mission statement and use that to build the vision statement. Yeah. Because it should be... Connected. It's yeah, like, it should be the same. Like the the premise of the project or the plan is not going to change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just make it all align, even though I hate that word. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> all right. So, up next, we will take a minute that we've uh, named the Millennial Minute to talk about some of our peers that are doing some great things or um, even just some projects or anything that we've seen um, for ourselves. So, um, Barry, you can go first. Uh, well, first, let's see. Um, and you can use yourself. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, shit, we could talk about uh, my man's JG at the Audio Wave Network. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, he handles, well, he's the founder of the, the of course the audio wave but he's the producer for many different podcasts he has mm-hmm. podcasts of his own mm-hmm. and he's definitely uh, I don't say one of the forefathers of podcasting here but he's one leading the way yeah. for podcasting one of the way there's, there's plenty of them yeah. Yeah. plenty of them I don't want to get that twisted that it's just or say it's just him because I know him but no it's plenty of people that is definitely leading the way for uh, podcasting in Detroit for sure yeah for sure I'm with it I'm gonna use Cynthia um, hey, the, the Eastside engineer. East engineer. She's on Audio Wave as well. Yes, yes, yes she yes, is, she and she'll actually be on the episode this season. Turn so, up. what up, Sam? I'm excited for that. But um, I'm going to use her because um, she's one of those people that continuously works hard and um, 
never really gives up on her idea of being an engineer. Like that's mm-hmm. never, never changed since I've known her. So, and she's gotten her, um, her first role. Yeah. Full-time engineer. So yeah, shout out to her. Big lit. Hey. Okay. I'm going to talk about Jam. What up though, Jam? Hey Jam. <laughs> uh, now known as Bay the Blogger. Um, Jam has recently done a rebrand and she actually did a successful speed dating event at Ivy's Kitchen and Cocktails on Vernon Jefferson, which is a beautiful, gorgeous place. Go support it. Um, but yeah, I, Jam Jam has been working hard. PR, um, you know, trying to do her own thing, blaze her own yeah. trail, make her own path. And I think she's going to go many, many, many places. I agree. I love Jam. Anybody that can get me to stroll at an event is a <laughs> pretty lit person. Like, I don't be having time. Girl. <laughs> All right, so Dr. Main, what Professor up, Main doll. What up, though? What's your topic today for the New Kids University so we can learn these people some things? <laughs> okay, first of all, <laughs> not learn these people some things. Yeah. I learned them some stuff. Um, I actually just sent out a client email um, today, and one of the things I wanted to highlight is public speaking. Mm-hmm. So, Re, um, shout out to Rihanna. She just accepted the um, President's Award at the NAACP, gave mm-hmm. a beautiful speech. And I, I watched the clip of the speech, and it just, like, her presence was mm-hmm. just amazing. And I'm like, Rihanna has come very yeah. far from where when she first was on the scene. But I think that a lot of us as millennials can take note of her path and her progress because a lot of us struggle with public speaking. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there, there are all these uh, tricks and tips and books and guides, but what it really boils down to is you being comfortable with yourself yeah. enough to stand in front of a crowd of people mm-hmm. and talk about something you. that you know. And it can be very stressful. It can be very frustrating. It can bring people to tears. It can do, <laughs> but it can also make you very happy. It's me. It can I'm make people. you <laughs> the one crying. It can make you, you know, um, feel really good about what it is that you're doing and what you have done and get to that point. So. Um, I think that although public speaking is a challenge for a lot of us, I definitely think that it's something that we can overcome and work towards. Um, and there's no like there's no one set way to get good at it, you know. Yeah. Especially with all the tools and resources that we have now, YouTube is a really good place to start yeah. to find out tips and watch people who are really good public speakers, their mannerisms and things like that to yeah. try to get it down. Um, but yeah, so if you're afraid of public speaking, let 2020 be the year that you boss up. And, you know, get on your game. And, yeah. Right. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> mine is going to be a little bit different because, um, per usual, I just thought of it like a couple seconds ago. Oh, my God. My job, <laughs> as usual, she did the outline. Listen, don't judge me. Anywho. I'm, I'm forever judging you. Yeah, whatever. Um, So... I was thinking about the other day, um, I was watching a little bit, and I do mean a small, tiny little bit of uh, Kobe and Gigi's memorial. Mm-hmm. And I only watched a small, tiny bit because it was a lot emotionally, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. Like, I'm like, this is just too much. But it made me think about like how um, entitled we feel to people's time, um, especially in their time of need or Mm -hmm. like a time of grief. Mm -hmm. There were so many people that I was seeing like, well, you know, I wonder what Vanessa's saying or what she's going to do or like just all these questions. It was the same thing um, when Nipsey passed. Mm -hmm. People were just like waiting on Lauren London to address what happened. Um, And I just would say that people shouldn't, one, they shouldn't feel entitled to your time because um, they're just not. Um, Also, 
when handling things like that, how important it is to one use discretion um, because there's no reason that how how they died should have came out the way that it did. Yeah. Um, because I know everyone's like, oh, TMZ this and TMZ that. Somebody told TMZ something. So it's like, you know, we have to consider those type of things. Like, you know, somebody, somewhere there's somebody doing something they're not supposed to do. Um, and what do we do in those situations? I don't feel like we're necessarily taught what to do in those situations mm-hmm. or how to handle them until it's too late, until the situation is already in your face. Um, so especially for entrepreneurs or small business owners, I would say that it's super, super important to have a plan, like have a, a crisis management plan, a, a media management plan, whatever it is that you're going to need. That way, if some st- stuff like that does happen, you're able to handle it. Um, you're able to protect the people that need to be protected during that yeah, time. Yeah, crisis management, especially now in a day and age where we have this heightened level of access with mm-hmm. social media, crisis management is so important. I don't think a lot of people think about it, but anything can literally turn into a crisis. Yeah. One, like one tweet can send your company Spiraling. on a spiral. <laughs> spiral. Like we've seen it happen. Yep. And so many companies are not prepared, especially small business owners. They're not prepared mm-hmm. for that backlash because you got to think if, if this type of like uh, spiral is happening to a large company, just imagine if this same type of attention was directed at a small business owner, yep, you'd be wiped out. Exactly. I always tell people, like, especially my clients, I'm like, how you present yourself on social media is so much more important than what <laughs> you think it is. <laughs> and one day, you might not be able to come back from whatever it is that you out here posting on Instagram or tweeting or whatever. Like, you have to just be mindful of those things. I mean, and that's not to say that you shouldn't accept critique. Yeah. Because, for sure. you know, critique and feedback is important and necessary mm-hmm. to help you grow. But uh, we talk about this all the time. It Make sure it's constructive because just because somebody give you feedback don't mean you got to take it. Yeah. Because they um, probably not even qualified to really give it to you. That, <laughs> um, but yeah, just knowing or being prepared. Um, and then, like you said something too about TMZ. You got to be a special, I feel like you got to be a special type of person to work for TMB- TMZ. Listen. And it's it's so crazy to me. I remember being a little kid and going grocery shopping and seeing like tabloids yep. and stuff in the checkouts. Yep. Um, and, but it's like these, these giant mega companies have evolved, I think, from like society's desire to know literally every single thing about mm-hmm. celebrities now and how they have, you know, transition to meet that need like it's just so crazy to me how we have evolved in terms of how much information we share Mm -hmm. and how much information we expect people to share with With us us, yeah um and how we treat that information too yeah yeah i agree it's crazy times out here so yeah thanks for tuning in to the new kids university because we smart and we know stuff oh child i'm ready to be done Give me this degree. Listen, we're not even going to talk about that on, on this episode. It's Mm-mm. the first week of school. We ain't got time. Mm-mm. Not on this week. All right. So now it's time for the lightning round. All right. And no, I still don't have my sound effects. Or y'all, mind you, we done been through <laughs> at least two seasons with her talking about these sound effects. That's going to happen. Can you just make them up with your mouth right now? Like, wait, like. I did that last time. Uh, Jermaine wasn't pleased. <laughs> That's why we need Demarcus. We need Demarcus. That's that's for sure. So he can drop a, a Demar bomb. Come on, Demarcus. Come <laughs> through, Demarcus. He, he said he said he'll um, allow us to record him for a small fee. <laughs> All right. So 
This is cheating because he got the lightning round question. I didn't. I didn't read everything because I okay. didn't want to. I just wanted to be on on you know on my heels. I, okay, <laughs> good because I, I was like, think this about is cheating questions too. too. All right, so lightning round questions. We give you like ten seconds, but again, we not counting um, to answer these questions. Ready? Gotcha. All right. Are you a Detroit native? Yes. East side or west side? East. Favorite hey. Coney Island? I don't have one. What? <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a favorite. I just know which one's not to go to. Okay. I mean, well, you know what? That's valid. That's, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's valid. All right. Um, high school. Denby. First car. I had a '93 Honda Civic in high school. I was like 17. Lit. But see, that's people. That's how we're supposed to do the lightning round. That was quick and efficient. But the people we be playing the lightning round with sometimes, they they attention span be kind of like all Those are very place. easy questions. You would be surprised. Yeah. But it's okay. always the Coney Island one that stumps everybody. Everybody, everybody starts stuttering right there. They be like, what? Even when we flipped it and we did the, the lightning round, mm-hmm. we were stuttering on that. We ask these people this all the time. All right, so... Again, we're going to allow you to kind of introduce yourself again to the people, okay. maybe give some more details on what it is that you do, and then we'll get into the interview questions. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just a creator. Uh, that seems very generic and, and cliche these days, but that's really what I am. Like, I, I, I've had moments where I tried to make music at one point. I have where I wanted to produce. I had times where I wanted to be a DJ. I had, this as a writer, like, blogger, all that. So I, I've had moments where I've tried my hand in different things just to create. And I finally found my purpose with uh, videography and really moving forward with that and, and, and assisting people tell their stories and trying to entertain people through that. Okay. So um, I know you said you went to Denby. After high school, did you pr- uh, choose to pursue higher education? Not right after high school, no. Okay. I went to... Um, after high school, I, I knew I wanted to take a break, whatever that meant. But <laughs> as a kid, take a break. Um, so I, I was a part of the city year program. Okay. And uh, so I did that for two years. I was in a school and uh, my first year I was uh, working with eighth graders and it was a um, it was a school out in uh, Southwest Detroit. So their main language was Spanish. So mm-hmm. I was teaching oh, them how to okay. speak English, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of a, a, a struggle sometimes, especially me, them, me being still kind of close in age. I'm 17, yeah. still, so I'm four, 14, about mm-hmm. to go into high school and all that. So um my second year, I was working with kindergartners, so that was a little bit easier. Uh, so, uh, that, and, and, and through that, outside of, like, working in the schools, we did a lot of community service programs as well, where we sometimes we go clean up a neighborhood, or we might go feed the homeless, or we might go, I don't know, paint a mural outside of an abandoned building or something, or uh, just, just being active in the community. So okay. that's one thing with the Uprising Network that I, I'm getting into as well this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, what is something that you wish that you had known at the start of your business that you know now? I wish I would have known initially that I move on my own time. I was mm-hmm. at, the, at, the, at the beginning that like I was always like had I always felt like I had to make deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. But when I'm like, yo, I'm I'm doing this by myself. Like, why do I have to make deadlines? I don't have to make nobody's like nobody's paying me to do this so I'm doing I'm yeah. no, you know I'm editing on my own time I have a life outside of this so yeah. knowing that I'm working on my own time and not feeling that pressure of meeting deadlines that that made everything so much easier because the things that I create don't have an expiration date on them yeah. Yeah. I'm inter- interviewing somebody or I may have an eating competition or it may be uh, ladies love lyrics or big play clay show or something <laughs> like that you know none of this stuff expires yeah. so I could put it out at any point 
Yeah, and I feel like with especially with being creative, if you rush it, it's gonna be yes. like you can tell that yeah, it was rushed. rushed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. At least I know when I'll be rushing through stuff, I I'll be like, oh, this was actually terrible. I should have <laughs> just left this alone. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned some of the shows that um that you are recording through your network. So what is what is your process for coming up with new show ideas or you know helping people develop theirs? Uh, a lot of times I see. A lot of times, I, if if I'm active on, I'm very active on social media. It's primarily Twitter, uh, not Instagram as much, but primarily Twitter. I'm very mm-hmm. active. But if I constantly see see something or someone working, mm-hmm. um, I just reach out to them and be like, "Yo, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it." Uh, or I'll assist. Excuse me, I'll assist. And nine times out of ten, that works into building an actual relationship. And nine times out of ten, they own the network. So okay. uh, if I see them putting in the work, or for example, uh, the show called Snacks in the City on the network. I constantly, I kept seeing their blog being tweeted onto the timeline, mm-hmm. constantly retweeted onto the timeline. So I reached out to them, and then after reading their uh, their um their blog and the recipes, I, actually they had a lot of personality that I was reading through it. So I'm like, I set up a meeting with them, and we did like 40 episodes. So mm-hmm. uh, that was dope. Yeah, yeah. So that's just that's just how it works. Usually, if I bump into somebody. Uh, I mean, I have ideas of my own creating from scratch, but nine times out of ten, I want to work with people who already are putting in the work and assist them in any way that I can. Okay. That's what's up. So, one of my favorite things that I saw you post recently, um, <laughs> because... I always get nervous. His face. No, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's okay. not a bad thing. Okay. So... I'll, I'll start it off with a little backstory. So uh, I started seeing people posting their OnlyFans link, right? Okay. So then I tell Jermaine, like, yo, we should do it for the podcast. And she's yeah. like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, we just never looked into it. So right. then we saw your you created yours mm-hmm. for, like, your subscribers and yeah. sharing content yeah. through that way. So how did you come up with that idea? And has it been beneficial for you? Uh, well... I have subscribers for one, which I'm surprised about. Uh, <laughs> I do have subscribers, but uh, okay. So how that idea came about is, of course, people look at OnlyFans like people who sell porn, right? Yeah. You know, and I, I get that's what it is. So I did a little research, exactly how it started. You know, because most of the time I'm always sitting on my computer at three, four o'clock in the morning, just researching. Or I'm in the middle of a YouTube rabbit hole mm-hmm. watching some sh- I, like how did I get here yeah. but anyway I'm uh, researching OnlyFans and I'm like it started off as something way different than yeah, just porn yeah. and I'm like you know what so I could just throw my shit up there and if anybody want to subscribe or to donate it, it doesn't cost me anything to put it on there it's no mm-hmm. like membership fee or anything so yeah. it doesn't cost the same time I could put up put it up on YouTube the same amount of time it takes to put on OnlyFans so why not you know why not? So when people when when people saw that because I had tested the theory like months beforehand, I just created a fake OnlyFans link and just see because on Twitter with the analytics you can see who clicks the link. Yeah. So I did that and I had like I had posted it and like within an hour it was like forty people that clicked the link. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, either they freaky or they just real curious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, I try I tried it and you know from there I'm like, okay, this is actually gonna work because people are going to be curious enough to see it whether they subscribe or not, but just to see. What oh he's putting something totally different than porn on there. Yeah. You know, so that worked out. To answer your question, has it been beneficial? Yeah, to a degree. I mean it's not like I wasn't expecting much from it. It's just something that in a in a way I kind of wanted to just change people's perspective on what yeah. OnlyFans is. So if that helped y'all say, hey, let's put our stuff up on there, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. You know? Don't mind don't mind Shariah. Because, <laughs> because my reaction was not that. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> 
My reaction was, who gonna do it? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Either. Yeah, okay. I, I felt, see, with Jermaine, you can just feel the judgment coming off of her sometimes, okay. like via text message, yeah. be in person, yeah. wherever. Right. So I felt the judgment just right. coming through the text, you okay. know? So that's what it was. Because she was judging me. I know she was, because she always is. That's all right. <laughs> I'm only her friend because we got this podcast together. Yeah, right. no, that's why. <laughs> um, so I know that you said you've been doing the Uprising Network for about three years or so now. Yes. So have you always been um, interested in videography, and when did that start for you? It started when I was in high school. My mom put me in a uh, after-school program. Uh, I think it was called Scoop. I don't know what the acronym <laughs> Scoop was, meant was, but whatever. But we uh, just ba- basic like videography skills where we. Uh, we they teach us how to edit. They teach us how to, to make like little soundtrack music, whatever to put under our stuff, and then how to how to shoot different things and, and writing basic scripts and stuff like that. So I did that. It was about maybe like two months or something. And from there, I've, it's always been in the back of my mind to uh, to go into videography. And over the years, I did school stop start stop start, and then I went to Specs Howard and finished that. And um, that was in 2012. I graduated from there. Then I was an intern. For the art direction, and I did that for six six to eight months, and from there I jumped into doing music videos full time, and and I got tired of working with rappers, and, <laughs> and I created the Rising Network. Okay, so was there anything in specific that made you like tired of working with rappers? Yeah, I, I kept coming across rappers who they they their purpose for making music was to. Show off for other guys. Okay. Mm. They weren't doing it like, yo, I love this art form or I'm really serious about this. But no, this is like, all right, so when we do a music video, it's essentially like I'm showing you that what I'm spending my money on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like they were serious about it, which is, okay, you paying me to do a music video. But after a while, it just got boring. You know, it just got, I, I fell out of love with it. Okay. Makes sense. Um, so what is what is it about uh, videography or that industry that keeps you interested in or that makes it unique for you? It's a good question. Nobody's asked me that. <laughs> uh, well, when I see the thing about it is like my main goal, like I, I want to really get into films eventually. Mm-hmm. And when I see people like I see it, like I don't say a black renaissance, but I'm seeing more and more black faces in the forefront in the mainstream, like movie, like media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Songs like not songs, but movies like Moonlight. Or what Jordan Peele is doing, mm-hmm. yeah. or uh, Lena Waithe is doing, um, you know, take her for her. what that <laughs> is. But like, I just see more like black faces put into it, so that's what keeps me going because I know yeah. one day I'm going to be within that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to be in. My dream is to create Cooley High. That's my that's my dream. Mm-hmm. I'm not into remakes necessarily, but I my that is like my my spirit is telling me to re- I want to redo Cooley High someday. Okay, well, that'd be dope. Yeah. All right, so how do you feel um, the level of support from your peers is within your industry or for your I'm brand? Really, I'm really surprised because the trade is a, is a place where you, like, you don't, you can be working as hard as possible and people can see you working, but until you get, like, a somebody from, a, like, a big name or somebody from outside the city, like, yo, he is nice or he or she, whatever, is mm-hmm. really putting in the work, then that's when the support from the city ha- comes yeah. behind yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, in my case... Uh, I'm really surprised at the amount of support that I've received. Um, I'm very, I'm very neutral to everybody. I don't have any clicks. I didn't go to school with a lot of people that's on the 
in the art community, I don't say the scene, but we know what the scene yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we know what that is. But the art community, uh, I didn't grow up with a lot of them. So I don't really have like a, a, a relationship with many people, but I'm willing to work with anybody. I have no mm-hmm. problem reaching out to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that and how hard I put in, in the work, it's just worked out that I get the support. And I haven't had any any kind of hate whatsoever. Am I looking for it? To a degree, because I know I'm not perfect. But yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not necessarily hate. I'm looking for constructive criticism. Yeah. Like, how do I get better? Because I know I'm not perfect. Yeah. So that's what I get. I haven't got that as much as I would like. I don't know if people want to throw stuff on my toes or anything. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Sometimes that is kind of hard, though. Like, if you don't know how somebody will receive what you're going to yeah. say to them. Yeah. Especially, like, with something like... That's their baby. That's right, their right, right, work. So right. you don't want to come off as a hater. Like, so if you oh. listen to this, if you have any, you know, <laughs> uh, any ways that you feel like I can get better at what I do, or we on the network, you know, um, talk to me. I don't. I, I don't take it. I don't take anything personal. Hey, that's that's real. That's what's up. So can you give us an example of like a moment or something that didn't work out the way you wanted it to, and how you handled it? Hmm. Uh, that goes back into the whole point of me saying I'm working on my own time. Uh, I was very, strict. I was trying to be strict on like Monday, this show come out, Tuesday, this show come out, Wednesday, this show come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I felt kind of defeated when I couldn't keep up with that. Uh, so, and that's when I had the recollection, not the rec- but the revelation that, yo, I don't have to, I don't have to move, I don't have to move like that. So I, I, I beat myself up for that for a long time. Like a lot of 2019, I didn't put out a lot of work because I felt like, yo, it was just one of the moments that you have as creators where you just kind of doubt yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I took some time off for a while. At the top of the year, I started just relaunching new things and actually putting more effort into things and putting more money into different uh, projects. I'm not sure if that answers the question, but it does. No, it, it does. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm getting there, but we, uh, I try not to, like I said, I don't take anything personal. So if it never works out, I try not to hang my head on it too long. But that's real. Know. That's good though, because again, that also goes back to feedback too, yeah. because when when a lot of times us as millennials, when we ask for, for feedback and we get it, we're not prepared for it, right. yeah, or we're not expecting to hear what somebody tells us, and right. then it's like, dang, what do I do with this information? Yeah. yeah, I think it's one of those things where you just got to take it back and and kind of marinate on it for a while before you respond to it, especially right. mm-hmm. if it's not like you said, it's something that you you know weren't necessarily expecting. I know yeah. I, I do that, like especially at my. Um, Nine to five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when it's time to take criticism, you know, like performance reviews and stuff like that, I do my best to just not respond until, you know, I'm You're in ready. a better better yeah. place before yeah. I get fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I oh, oh, I don't even want to think about it. But okay. <laughs> so um, you talked about this a little bit earlier and you talked about it too with deadlines. How do you balance like the rest of your life with what you're creating? Because I can, I would imagine it takes a lot of, work and a lot of time yeah. and a lot of like emotional effort too to what you're putting in and if you ain't figured out that balance that's, that's fine too that's the answer we, we struggling too i just couldn't imagine because i tried to edit a video one time and i was like yeah no nah. editing these episodes <laughs> was a lot yeah not um, my thing that is my biggest struggle right now balance mm. um with the network with being a dad with uh my job because i do have an actual job um that's that's and 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 also balancing time for myself. Mm-hmm. I, That's a big I really, thing. I really struggle with making time for myself. Uh, I will work, 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 work to the point where I will crash. Like I will literally have to for a week. I can't. I can't create. I can't. Like I'm. I'm always exhausted. 
Um, figuring out that balance is I'm something I'm still working on. I don't know. I don't know how to start. Stop really. Mm -hmm. I, all I just keep going because I feel like what I do is very necessary for Detroit, and I don't really want to lose that momentum that I've really gained. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to essentially. Can I cuss on here? Yes. Oh, I just don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't want to fuck this up. And because I know I have a lot of people who believe in me and a lot of people that's watching me. Uh, and I just don't want to let anybody down. So it's hard trying to balance my own free time or taking breaks when I know it's so many people that support me and don't want me mm. to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I think like we pour into our work so much that we forget that it's like a separation of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's not you. So right. then like you don't have any energy left for yourself. Right. And you're yeah. tired. <laughs> Irritated all the time. <laughs> I think it's it's important to recognize those signs too though. The signs mm -hmm. of when you, you start to have enough and it's like, okay, I do need to go ahead and take this break and just kind of give your yourself permission to take that break. Yeah. Um because I know for a while I struggled with not knowing, mm -hmm. you know, what like not being able to read my own body as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Like, you know, I would just think like, oh, I'm tired. I must not have got enough sleep last night. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. nigga, no. you yeah. Just, yeah. you're doing too much. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you talked about this a little bit with the OnlyFans. This is what makes me think about it. But what are some ways or some other ways that you employ to keep your brand relevant? Uh, I constantly, I, I will constantly re retweet things or constantly post things or whether, because I, whenever I create a, a video, I do create like a little promo video. So mm -hmm. I constantly retweet or constantly post it or put it in an Instagram story or the Facebook page. I constantly just do that whenever I think about it. Because mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. hard because at one point I tried to schedule tweets. Yeah. That shit doesn't fucking work. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, when literally whenever it still I... it still work. Yeah. When, absolutely. <laughs> uh, literally whenever I think, I don't care if it's 10 times a day. I don't care if you're tired of seeing it on whatever timeline you're looking at. I'm going to constantly post it because I'm literally the only one posting it. I do have somebody within the past two weeks that hit me up and like, yo, I'm willing to help you with social media. Mm. So I do have a social media manager. Uh, I do, which is I'm super thankful for that. That helps the actual network pages because I put too much time on my personal page. <laughs> so, uh, so he's definitely helping me out with that tremendously. Uh, but the way I keep it going, like just constantly post whenever I think about it. When that literally... Whenever I think about it, I post it, whether it's new content or old content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whenever I think about it. Yeah, social media is... is and it's literally, so excuse me, it's literally all I think about, so it's all the time. <laughs> social media uh, management it's, is it's, hell. But just social media in general, how it's evolved and like from its inception to like from Twitter's beginning yeah. to how, how much of a hold Twitter has on society yes. and yes. success yeah. is so crazy. Because I remember like... <laughs> I remember having to use proxies in high school to try to get around the crush the uh, <laughs> bands for Crush Buy and stuff like Black Planet, uh -huh. and now and now it's like all of this access and information is just readily available. Yes. Yeah, it's that's crazy. It's yes. mind blowing. I didn't think that like social media would be a thing Me that neither. stuck around. Me neither. I thought like, I like it is now. Not yeah, this yeah. I thought like MySpace was it. Yeah, and then you think about <laughs> specifically Black Twitter, how much we influence man pop everything, culture. everything, man. Like, like that doggone Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, that like that came from freaking social media. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. And like, how many other brands have built off of each other? Yeah, like the the popularity of like Vine and TikTok. Yes. would not yeah. be as big as it was without like Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, absolutely, and Facebook. One hundred percent. Social media is just stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Um, as you've been building this network, have you have you had any challenges um, that you've come across that make you kind of want to that's made you change directions or just made you kind of rethink your process? Yeah. Okay. Y'all come up with some good questions. <laughs> All right. So this is the thing. Like the hardest thing was how do I generate some revenue for this? Oh my mm-hmm. god! Because I put so much time mm-hmm. into this and I'm not seeing any. Return on investment. Return on anything. So what I'm like, all right. Well, I'm going to take an uh, make invest in some merch. Boom! Like the merch that I I I, I started selling merch like maybe three weeks ago for whatever month ago whatever. And uh, I've sold more merch than I got views on a lot of my videos. Mm. So I'm like that. It it worked. Like the black owned history and operated shirt is just like that. People are demand. Like people, high demand. People, it's a high demand for that. In Mm. which I was super. Surprise! Because I was literally just four o'clock in the morning. Like I said, sort of like how I was re- um, doing research on OnlyFans. I was just sitting there, and I'm like, "What?" Like when I'm creating merch, because the tagline of the network is "Create Responsibly." I always want to create. I'm not. You're not gonna see any drug use on there. You're not gonna see any violence on the network. You're not gonna see anything. So it's responsible content that I'm creating. Thanks for watching. I say that at the end of every video that I'm on. I say that every time. So I try to incorporate mm-hmm. things that happens mm-hmm. on the network. And I'm like, what is the network? And I'm like, it's black owned, it's operated, and this is black history. So yeah. I, I just said that. I just sent that to my graphic designer. He came up with the font, whatever. And it, people have been pressing me for this <laughs> stuff. I could not, I can't keep it in stock, certain <laughs> sizes in stock. So uh, with that said, I was like, okay, I figured out how to create some sort of revenue for the network. So that goes into uh, like when I have to rent spaces for projects, like when I do Gotta Eat. So that mm. where that money, I have to pay for food or rent the space at Street Cred. So that, that or when I have this party that's coming up this week. I don't mm-hmm. know when this is coming out, but yeah. February twenty yeah. eighth. I was gonna bring that um, up next. But yeah. Go ahead. Okay, you can still bring it up, <laughs> but it's like the revenue is is taking care of this versus my coming out of my pocket from my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything because I don't have any sponsors as of yet. I don't have any sponsors. I haven't really tried reaching out. I do have somebody helping me with helping me with that as well. So I'm looking forward to see what that comes what comes with that. But for now, I don't have any sponsors. So most of this, actually, 100 percent of this is coming out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, when this come out, your event will have already happened. But how was that? How was the event planning process? Like, oh my god! All right, okay. Because <laughs> we've done we've done events yes. as well. So all right, so. I, first, I wanted to find. I wish I can. I wish if I would have known a month ago, I would. I would have vlogged this whole process. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first I needed a central location. I don't want to, nothing too far east, too far west. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I do my um, projects at Street Cred, which is on Jefferson and mm-hmm. Mount Elliott area, which is not quite downtown, but it's downtown enough to be considered. It's accessible. Down, it's accessible. You know, so I wanted something in between. Boom. Okay, I got that. Then it was the hard part of finding. Uh, a DJ. I'm like, okay. I I try. What I try to do is with everything that I do, I try to try to um, use somebody different every single time, so mm-hmm. I can give everybody a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this time I wanted to have a woman DJ as well, because any other part, any other events that I had has been men. I wanted to get a woman DJ, but everybody I was reaching out to was already booked, and I was like, okay, whatever. So I found some. Uh, so I finally found a female uh, female DJ. Then it was like, okay, so what I'm gonna do about food? 
And then I came across my man, Chef Fresh. And we were going back and forth. We couldn't decide what food we was going to do because I wanted something I knew everybody wanted to eat. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So we finally figured that out. We didn't figure that out until like yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, we finally, and this, been, this has been going on over a month. I've been, I've been promoting this. So we didn't fit, figure it out until yesterday what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, so uh, do I want to sell merch at this event? So I got to have, I'm already getting pressed beforehand <laughs> mm-hmm. for the merch online. So now I got to have merch at the event for sale because people are coming to buy things and it's just and then it's little things like oh shit what am I going to wear I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm going to wear and then, you know it's, it's things like it's things like that that I, f- I forget about all the small mm-hmm. details oh I got to have like little stickers or something like that or buttons mm-hmm. for people to have it's just the smallest things I overlook but I'm finally getting to it I can't wait for this shit to be over I swear to God oh, I cannot listen. wait for this shit to be over <laughs> we've been there we have done it we've been there we've and it's it. funny because when you go to events you don't realize like you'd be like okay yeah I'm sure it took work for them to get here or mm-hmm. planning but yeah. you don't realize how yeah. like nuanced that process is until yes. you're like fuck I gotta do this event yeah. Yeah. yeah and then like with ours we were selling tickets mm-hmm. so we had to find a place to sell tickets on okay. mm. that wasn't one we not gonna mention okay. so, <laughs> we because don't like of them. like um, they hold the money okay so it's like we've had this event what was it like two months mm-hmm. two months ago we had the event and you they didn't got the money yet huh? no we got it okay yeah, we, we got it that time but okay. it took so long afterwards and oh. we had you know come out of our pocket so we like okay cool this yeah. we ain't make nothing right but at least it's gonna you know put a little mm-hmm. change right. back in our own pockets yeah. and it's like. Two months later, no, nah, I'm getting. Yeah. Check. I done figured out my financial. They send it. Now. They send it. A, they send it through check. No, it was a. Uh, it was like electronic, wasn't it? Yeah, it okay, was, it was electronic, but okay. it was just which made it even worse. So why does it take that long? Yeah, it shouldn't take that. Like we're in 2020 right now. <laughs> okay. Should not take that long. It should but, not. Like after the event is over, maybe okay, three to five business days or something like that. Okay, all right, I'll yeah, take no, that. But then forever. it should not have to take that long. <laughs> I guess it it's not. forever. Yeah. So and those are things you don't think about. You do not mm-hmm. think about. Them. And and it's like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to this party, but you don't think about all the little stuff that uh-huh. goes into to making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were like, "Ooh, do we want to do this again?" <laughs> After every event, I'm like, "So <laughs> we're about to go drink. <laughs> we're, we should we should have drinks next time. <laughs> next time, yes. Okay, so what what is something or what's next for the Uprising Network? Like, what's what do you foresee as the next big thing? The next thing we get into is scripted content. Like okay. we're we're going into uh, mini series. We're going into documentaries about maybe. About a month ago, I asked, like, what were some, what are some things in Detroit's history, culturally, mm-hmm. that you want to see a documentary about? I had, like, so many responses to that. And um, for the most part, a lot of people were saying the same thing. But it came to about, like, 40 different mm-hmm. points that I'm like, okay, 40 things to choose from, which is going to keep me busy for a while. Yeah. Um, so, documentary, scripted content. I don't want to say I'm shooting a movie anything yet. I know that's down the line, and I don't want to rush that process. But uh, by the end of the year, I hope to have at least... Uh, three miniseries done, a short film done, and uh, some documentaries that are really high quality that we can that Detroit can really stand behind. That's what's up. Oh yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I, I think that documentary um, concept is amazing because it's so there are so many different perspectives in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so many different things that people have experienced, like the strip. And like, oh, yeah. like who talks about it? We yeah. talk about it in conversations or like with your family, but there's nothing that we can really reference. Actually, that wasn't even one of the ideas. I got to put that on the list. There you see. <laughs> I got to put that on the list. See, there you go. Yeah. I was like, I'm excited for the, the scripted series. Me I too. I love the scripted series. Yes. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> Add Detroit in it. I'm ready. Yes. Okay. 
So switching gears a little bit, um, when we think about the millennial generation, where do you think our generation is needed in Detroit the most? Uh, well, for this generation, I, I really am proud of the millennials as a whole that we don't have to, like the generations before us felt like we had to um, like stick with a nine to five mm-hmm. and go to work every day and for someone else. And then that's really our life and retire and pass it on to the next kid. Uh, there are children that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now we try to try to take our own destiny in our own hands where, where we're being creative or we'll create or everybody. I, I know everybody don't want to be a business owner, but mm-hmm. there are more businesses being, uh, being built and worked on. And I've, I, in this generation, I would, really happy that we're getting to that point because who wants to work for somebody else for everybody the rest of their life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you want to work, you want it, well, some people do, excuse me, I don't want to say that. <laughs> some people do. I don't necessarily want to do that, yeah. you know, and I work in a plant, so me working in a plant, I don't want to work in a plant. For the rest of the life. It's, it's people that's been there that's like 60 years yeah, old and they yeah. can barely walk out of the plant. Yeah. I do not want to do that. Yeah. Especially when it's like, it's, what benefit is that? Like, you work at these places for such so a long, long time and then yes. you could, you can come in five minutes late and get fired. Yeah. And I think it's so it's so interesting because when we think about like the big disconnect between millennials and baby boomers and other generations or older generations, I should say, they have a very different work ethic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, they don't understand why people job hop mm-hmm. yeah. or why people move so much yeah. or, yeah. you know, why people don't get married. And it's, oh, it's, it's so apparent why they're... <laughs> You know why there's so much like disconnect and discourse because they're not realizing that there's this is a completely different society from what they used to yeah. live in. Yes, and I it's was. Just, yes, I was wondering too, like if they don't understand how to support us, like because yeah. this isn't something that their friends were doing or that right. some of their family yeah. was doing. Right. So maybe they just don't know how to support us. Yes, and in that case, they should just be quiet. Which <laughs> is, I mean, honest, and that could be said for so many different interest, industries, not yeah. just entrepreneurship, like politics yes you know education absolutely like there are so many people who are still in power whose time passed a long time ago oh my god time ago they're still trying to use the same things man you know the same mind state that they had when they first got into position right and 2020 it just doesn't work that way this is a completely different ball game you are dealing with completely different like um triggers and stressors and Mm -hmm. so many different things have changed every single environment that we touch yes just like the just the classroom alone is very different than how it was ten years ago, twenty years ago, and it's just like people refuse to make that shift, and it's very the damage to it is very apparent because yeah. you know we have so many broken systems, and just it's oof. that's stressful. Every time I think about dealing with uh, baby boomers, I, I, mean, I get stressed. I'll <laughs> be like, oof. I'll be like, please don't make me, please don't make me, please let me out, <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> As Diamond would say, unhand me. (laughs) Okay, so our last official question, and this is a question that some of our guests love, some of them don't like. I feel like like. we just got started. I know, right? But we've been talking for 50 minutes. Oh, okay. (laughs) We've been been talking nonstop for 50 minutes. Okay, okay, so if you could switch places with someone, and this could be a man or a woman, and dead or alive, <laughs> we and no, we you don't had, have to be dead if you pick a dead because <laughs> we've had to make that distinction. Um, <laughs> if you could switch places with someone for a week, who would it be? Now, in this switch, you get you know all of their success, all, their all problems. of problems, yeah, problems, families, all of that, money, money. 
I might get a little too deep with this question. No, no go ahead. Like, That's what it is. I probably yeah. was. I probably would switch person roles with a dead person for a week. Okay. Because I'm really curious what's after this. Okay. Oh, okay. like so a real. So you want them to still be dead? Uh, <laughs> no. Like they could come back. They could come back and do their thing. You know what I'm saying? Tupac come back and then make it. You know, I don't okay. know. Okay. So you're gonna switch places with a dead person? I didn't person think. Too. I didn't think about the de- the other side of that. <laughs> so I'm like, are they still gonna be dead yeah. and they in the afterlife, and you That's gonna true. save them? That's true. But I, I didn't. I was. I was thinking more so on my end. But mm. uh, oh, okay. Yeah, on my end. Uh, <laughs> wow. That, okay. Never mind on that thing. <laughs> uh, but I am really curious what's after this. Like, yeah, what, what, I mean that's yeah. a valid I'm, I'm that's curious. a valid curiosity. Uh, damn, that's a wow. <laughs> um, this is my favorite question. Mm-hmm, mine too. You, why you say that? Do you know? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna keep thinking. Mm-hmm. Give me some time. Mm-hmm. That's, I hate to say I don't know, but because I was so like oh, a dead, I would switch roles with a dead person. But I, I, <laughs> just to be like, what up, though, y'all? What's yeah, going on up here? Yeah, Where you know what's out here? What is out here? Um, that's real though. That is yeah, very. I never very, thought of it from that like that aspect of it. And there are so many different perspectives to this right. question. Yeah, um, right. you know, am I, am I going to be like a come back as an animal? Right? Or, <laughs> is uh, it going to be nothing? Yeah, like, be nothing? Am I in the void? Literally, I'm coming about the like the the uh, being born again. Like what 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 is it? <laughs> Um, like I die and I'm coming out of the, you know, but anyway, um, what, like, yeah, that, that's my answer. I was looking at the answer. I want to okay. know what's after this, you know, okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not scared to death, but I want yeah. to know how, what is it? Cause we don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows. It ain't like somebody that do know, nobody did. knows. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody knows. And They're you know, if I come back a week later, I'm like, yo, I got all the answers. <laughs> this is what's this going is what on. You need to do. This is what this you is need how to do. Works. Look, y'all need to be on the straight path right now. Cause don't go on the other side. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I'm in tears over here. <laughs> okay, that is hilarious. Do you know Sharia? Or are you still need um, more time? I think I know. Okay. I would pick Katherine Johnson. Okay. Okay. Um, the good sis. The good sis. May she rest in peace. Period. Um. But I would pick her because, one, after I saw the movie, like, I never really knew much about her until I saw the movie. Mm -hmm. Hidden figures, right? Yes. Yes. And so I didn't, you know, I had no idea who she was, none of it. Like, and I I guess I just never think about stuff like that. When I think of NASA. I'm good at math. Yeah, when I think of NASA, first of all, I just think of white men. White men. (laughs) Because that's all, literally, my entire life. You know, there have been black astronauts that we learned about in black history. Right. But just in the general sense, I'm like, NASA is. White yeah. man, white man, white middle aged yeah. man. Right. I always think about like the science center. Remember they used to have that spaceship <laughs> could go in there. That's what I always think of Absolutely. when I think of NASA. But I just never really like to know that like one person's mind can have that much power mm-hmm. and can literally, literally save lives. Like you know, because if her calculations had been off, you, it might not end very well. <laughs> they wouldn't have made a movie people. about myself. <laughs> now, who so, was playing her in the movie again? Uh, uh, Taraji. 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 Yep. Okay. All right. It was really good. I enjoyed it because I, I never really would have thought of that side of things. But I, I would think it would be interesting to see how her mind worked mm. um, because I couldn't imagine having to deal with uh, that amount of racism and pressure and, and pressure and still give them the right stuff. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm petty. I might have sent somebody the wrong direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, right, you right. Know, I can't use your bathroom. Right. But you want me to oh, figure yeah, out sure. how you can get to the sure. moment. Okay. And it's like that her story and the story of women uh, around her is so crazy because that makes you it's like, you know, that black people helped built this country. Yeah. But it's like you don't realize the impact of black people on literally every everything single 
everything. Yep. Like everything. And that, how much of it is hidden from us. Yeah. You know? It's like. Because we would have never. I, like, honestly, if that movie hadn't happened, just because that's not, you know. I'm not going to look thing, up. I've never really looked up, right. like, you know, yeah. what yeah. she does. Yeah. 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 Or what she did. So, yeah, I, I would be her and just, you know, I think it would be interesting. Good answer. Good answer. Okay. So, for me, oh, I'm Lord. also. <laughs> I'm nervous. Why is you nervous? Because it's I don't nothing. Know. It's nothing crazy. <laughs> but the person that I am going to pick is also deceased. Okay. I would be Aretha Franklin. Yes. I was just watching a performance of hers, and she came out with her fur on, <laughs> and then just threw it on the ground. And I was like, "That is a that is money." Yes. <laughs> and now her uh, doing that cover of uh, "Touch My Body." <laughs> Funniest thing I ever seen. <laughs> Sis was hiding money. Was it? What was it in like the couch or something? Because she didn't want to pay the oh, IRS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, <laughs> that was yeah. that was some trick. And she hid a, her uh, one of her wheels in the couch yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. See, it's like that's some, that's some black ass. Yes, shit for yes. Sure. Like, hide the wheel in the couch. In the like, couch, and it probably <laughs> it had plastic of, on it. It made me think of uh, Soul Food when he dropped the TV well, oh, and yep. all the money came yep. out. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I would pick, I would, I mean, I can just, that level of um, royalty and yeah. just, mm-hmm. at, just talent mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. And then I'm sure, I'm sure she had them stories. Oh, oh for sure. Like, I'm sure. For sure. sure. She was so shady. Like, I would never forgive okay. her when they showed her Taylor Swift. She said gowns. <laughs> beautiful gowns. <laughs> Great gowns. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful gowns. That's funny. Because what? <laughs> don't ever, don't ever disrespect her. Okay, Barry. So. Since we're getting ready to wrap it up, how can the people get a hold of you? Dropping ideas, just giving you feedback. How can they get in touch with you? Okay. Uh, the simplest answer, if you just Google the Uprising Network, you can find me. Now, if you're on I'm specific social media, uh, I'm Reason313 on Twitter. I'm, you, I'm, I'm always around on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, TheUprising.tv. Uh Wow, the uprising.tv is an actual website. The, the .tv is the actual oh, you know, domain name. Oh, people that don't realize that that it, that's part. They think some people think it's part, actually part of the name, but no, that's the actual domain name. Um, and it takes you also to content. You can leave a comment. I'm gonna find it. Uh, you can leave a <laughs> message on anything. Uh, the info you can say, info at the uprising.tv. Uh, if you want to send an email, uh, that's all there. Okay. Well, we want to thank you. For coming out, I yes, really appreciate y'all yes. for having me. I'm, I'm really honored. Like me, who, who am I? <laughs> who am I for somebody to reach out to me that be on the show? Yeah, I mean, yes, you have it. a dope concept, Thanks, dope, you know, and it's going to be amazing to watch all the great things that you do in 2020 and beyond. I'm excited, really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. They do. They do. Sorry. Uh, I, you know what? I, I get it. It reminds yeah. me of the read. Yes. They, they hate. Compliments. Oh my god, they hate it so much. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. It is kind of awkward, but you know. I just hate it. I, mean, I, I did. Um, I had roasted. Uh, I mean, I roasted, but I hosted Clay's. We were there, whatever. And Ro, we experienced and Ro, that. Ro, <laughs> oh yeah, we're there. But Ro, uh, he had me crying, man. Like he kept just like, "Yo, man, I'm so proud of you, man." I, like I know how hard it is. I'm like, "Dog, stop, just stop, <laughs> stop." I'm literally like shedding tears. Like, no. bro, stop. Just don't, just leave me alone. <laughs> and he's like, "Man, he hugging me like, bro, no." I'm like. I get it. You know how things when they drunk, they want yeah, to be all, yeah. come, they want to be all, you, you know. Really you, <laughs> I know how go. I'm like, I no, relax, man. So I know Saturday, I'm, I oh, know, yeah, it's gonna I know, be, I, yeah. I, I know it. it's going to really, it's going to get to me. 
It's gonna get to. I know it is. I know it is. You'll be able to run from the content. No, yeah, I can't run from it. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Not at all. Mm-hmm. I do plan on being in attendance. I'm, I hope so. And, you know, it, you know, even if even if it's for half an hour, just come through and be like, hey, or just shake everybody's hand, say, hey, I appreciate what the network is. Um, I don't know. Come grab some free merch. I'm giving away T-shirts. I'm giving away mm-hmm. pins, but um, uh, stickers. Um, I don't know what else it could be by not, at this point because I'm still planning and <laughs> the actual process of planning. Uh, so I'm giving away a lot of stuff. So while supplies last, is, you know. Uh, for sure, for sure. While supplies last. So, yeah. Right. Yes. Well, thank you for participating. Yeah. And, um, okay. So it has been a while since I did this. Follow us on <laughs> Twitter at The New Kids LLC um, and on Instagram at The New Kids LLC and on Facebook at The New Kids LLC. Our website is thenewkidsdetroit.com. I mm-hmm. need to go on there and update it. But yes, you do. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, anyway, email us if you want to be a guest. If you have yes. ideas for segments at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com. Especially send your business plan. Yes. Um, check us out on YouTube at the New Kids University. Who knows what we about to start putting up there? Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> Who knows what's on there right now? Right. <laughs> Ooh, child. Okay. Anything else? Anything else? No, that's all I got. Okay. I'm excited for season four. It's about to be real dope. I can't believe this has really been four seasons. I know. And we've done so much so far. And we about to do more. Period. I mean, it's been four seasons, but like it's been four years or? We started in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. 17, 18, 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 20. Okay. Four. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we, this was, <laughs> this was not the original plan. This was not the original plan. Um, we were supposed to be a social club. Yeah. And neither one of us like people. So, so <laughs> it kind of that died like, down that? quickly. Both of ours. It was both of our ideas for us to be like a social club. And then it was like, no. So was it just you two in the beginning? No. no Are we, we still have, recording? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Though. It's they, fine. They know. They know. Okay. But yeah. It's um, yeah. So it started out with three of us. Um, and then there were two. Um and we used to record in in an attic with a, with a lot of um <laughs> technical difficulties. We okay. bought a microphone off Amazon. Yeah, it was a just single us. microphone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So it was the three of y'all sharing a microphone, a single mm-hmm. microphone. Yeah. Okay. And we would hook it to you the, make it uh, work. the laptop and hey. kind of you make it work. Talk. Yeah, make I mean, in the them first that first season was hot. <laughs> Very hot because it was the attic and we couldn't turn the fan on because the fan would mess, would up, the mess up with the yeah. one microphone. Out. <laughs> so y'all sweating. What's the next topic? And then we'd be there drinking tequila like oh. warm tequila, warm tequila at that. Wow. So yeah, yeah it's it's, it's been a journey. Okay. Yeah. Where are we at right now? I don't. Why I've I haven't heard of Detroit is different. Oh, okay. Well, so, yeah. explain that to me, please. This is Detroit is different. Yes. Uh, uh, podcast Network. Um, they host various events. There's like I don't even know how many yeah, like, podcasts are on here. Um, but they do like all different kind of stuff. It's a bunch of everybody, literally everybody. Unicorns, unicorns and reels through here. Um, Piper Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Piper Carter. Piper Carter. Josh Adams. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, okay. That's all of us. All right, I'm not mad at. I'm, I, I love the setup. The, the fact this is a house. It feels cozy in here. <laughs> it is yeah. you know, nice and cozy. Outside it's of our, uh, outside of the special guests, uh, <laughs> it, it feels really cozy in here. You know. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. And it's on that note, <laughs> 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 we're done. The new Bye, kids guys. are out.
Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.